On the Prowl, presented by Cardiac Cats. I'm your host, Jacob Shorba, and today I'm joined once again by Griffin Fisher, a diehard fan of the Kansas City Chiefs and a fellow playoff contender. Today we're going to recap an amazing week of football and what I would honestly call a pivotal point in the history of the Jaguars franchise. So welcome back, Griffin. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. It's nice to uh, have the first seat again. It's been a while. Yeah, was it uh, two years? <laughs> yeah, it's been a couple of years. Yeah, you know, for us, it's been, uh, let me think for a second, uh, 23. Okay, you know, I mean, time. And we next lost. year. Yeah, I, maybe, maybe, <laughs> who knows? I, I actually think that's possible, but no one else does. It's all right, except for the air guys in Jacksonville. But yeah, no, it probably feels pretty good to just be able to chill out and watch football. It, I am very much looking forward to one stress-free week. Yeah. Although I will be cheering for the underdogs just so that the Chiefs could potentially not have to play the Bills or Bengals. Yeah, we need a 6-7 and seven seed win so that Jacksonville gets the host in their playoff game. I'll extend my vacation to one more week. So totally I would be able to do that, you know. Uh, it's funny, I uh, I was at work last night and we got a uh, note from management telling us about how this weekend the chiefs didn't play and they wanted to sell like wings for like people's like parties and stuff. Cause it was going to be a stress-free weekend and people were just going to enjoy it for like the first time in a while. It was like, yeah, it's probably how people feel in Kansas city right now. <laughs> it's, it's nice to uh, every year get multiple points where the chiefs can just sit there and not have to play. Last year was like the first time with the new playoffs that they set up that the Chiefs didn't have a bye week right away. Although they played the Steelers, so it might as well have been. Oh, truly. And I looked at your schedule for next year, and I, I will forewarn you, unless the same thing happens again where they all collapse, it does actually look like it's going to be a lot harder. And we got the game down Jacksonville between us. Yeah, I mean, I saw that, that schedule too. And I knew there's lots of good teams, but at the same time, so many of the really good ones, the Chiefs have them at home. So that will be huge. Yeah. I think it's Cincinnati and Buffalo at home. Oh so gosh. the we, Bills fans are not going to be happy with that. Yeah, we had, uh, I think, our hardest matchup up in Buffalo because we've got to travel up there. But we host Cincinnati and we host Kansas City. So. As far as the other first seeds in the conference, it's it's a pretty big deal to have them down there. Because I think, like, facing Kansas City, if we traveled, I don't know if we win that game. But at home, I think at that point when we're, you know, a season out from that, like, that should be a really good game. So, especially when you look at how big Jacksonville's crowd was on Saturday. Oh, yeah, they turned out. Yeah, that it was – out of every game in the franchise, the biggest crowd they ever had. So you got to love to see it. Well, uh, we'll go ahead. We'll start with the weekly recap. Uh, we already talked about a few things, but um, first things first, Miami made the playoffs against anything I would have ever thought, because this is a team that has consistently been the first seed out every year. So um, how did you feel about that? Yeah, I mean, when I saw that the Jets were out of it, I thought that it was still the most likely scenario, but they they really tried 
not laying themselves in. They tried very hard to not make the playoffs, but they've they've snuck in still. And yeah, if two is healthy, they can win a game. It's not it's not like they're the worst team ever. Yeah, in the playoffs, the way they're set up, it's set up to where every game should be competitive this week if certain things happen. And the cer- certain things are really just um, Tua plays and Lamar plays. I mean, Jacksonville and Los Angeles on paper should be competitive already just because the teams are pretty equally talented. And they know point. their quarterbacks are playing. <laughs> yeah, they do know their quarterbacks are playing. So that'll help a lot. But yeah, the Dolphins, they're going to have a heck of a challenge in the first round. But I'll tell you, I'm going to be excited on Sunday as long as Jacksonville doesn't lose because uh, it's going to be some good AFC football that day. Yeah, it should. You guys got the uh, the night game, didn't you? Yeah, and the official report, we were going to play at 4.15 on Saturday until the Packers choked. And then once that happened, uh, they moved Seattle forward. So I guess... So they were going to take another game from you yeah, back-to-back were, weeks. They were going to do that, yeah. And so I guess what you can kind of read out of that is that the NFL's not really huge on Seattle right now. They're actually bigger on the Chargers and Jaguars. Maybe that's more the Chargers, but I think it's the Jaguars yeah, it's... too. You see the coverage recently and they for what it was last week, you know, with it not being on Sunday night and being Saturday, the atmosphere was insane and it was probably the craziest atmosphere that entire week in the NFL if I had to say. Yeah, it was I mean, I was listening to the radio as I was heading to work and I couldn't hear the calls for some point at the end of that game after the fumble recovery for a touchdown. I couldn't even hear what the announcers were saying, so it, it, it must have been electric there in the stadium. Yeah, I can't even imagine what it's going to be like this week. And maybe maybe it's not crazier this week. I mean, the game against the Titans, what that really came down to was this team trying to break a curse that has been on it for the entire history of the franchise other than maybe the first couple of years. And so... I mean, it's it's the most important regular season game that we've ever had. And with all that said, we hate the Titans. So I get why it was a huge atmosphere. I'm glad that Jacksonville showed the NFL that there's a market here. There's fans here. There's no doubt about that. And winning football is, is going to bring a lot of success here, you know, and not just in terms of the performance on the field, but people buying in and, and supporting the franchise. If the, uh, I mean, I looked looking ahead. If the Jaguars beat the Chargers in this another super important game, back to back weeks, if they beat the Chargers, not only, I mean, you guys have to play the Chargers again at home, and then you'd have to go play the Chiefs again on the road. So you could have you have two very similar possibilities that or games that could be played. Yeah, it'd be AFC West all the way to the conference championship if we won those. It'd be awful. Um, Speaking on the Chargers, one of the things I wanted to mention was what happened on Sunday because they had a complete dumpster fire in their game. I mean, it was, heck, probably the the worst way they could have dealt with that, I would say. The, uh, yeah. It was very, uh, Shocking to see how that game went. 
to say the least. I mean, why? That's the only question I can ask. Why did they even play their starters? Yeah, and I, uh, I want to kind of refrain from just trashing them for two reasons. One, because we play them this week, and secondly, because Doug Peterson said he would never bench starters in any scenario. But they were locked into their seed and getting blown out by the Broncos with all their starters on the field, and they just kept playing them hard. I mean, you got to, like, if you're going to put them out on the field, you've at least got to try to play call to where your guys aren't just going to get murdered. Like, I mean, I don't know if you can do that, but they, they almost lost Mike Williams and Joey Bosa. And who knows how injuries go over the week. I mean, we see it all the time where a guy should come back. It shouldn't be a big deal. And then they're not there. Yeah, where the player maybe only gets four or five snaps a whole game because they re-aggravate wherever they injured. So it's like, yeah, they can technically start, but are they going to be even close to 100%? Yeah. And it's just, I don't, halfway through that game, at the very least, they should have said, okay, we're, we're stopping this. Get the backups in there. What are we doing? <laughs> yeah. Instead of getting their players just killed, it's so charger it, it just fits them as a as a fellow afc west fan <laughs> of a team i i it, it just seems like the most charger thing i've ever seen it just fits their franchise lately yeah i heard the press conference was a nightmare too i heard it was really bad i'm gonna have to sit down and watch it but <laughs> yeah, i'd imagine it wouldn't be pretty yeah there's a lot of questions around their head coach there and that whole franchise moving forward like they've got the quarterback but they just uh i i don't think they have the right head coach for them to succeed long term i don't think it's gonna do anything to get them to a super bowl unless it is herbert just pulling that team through the playoffs but i don't know it's it's gonna be an interesting week because he's got to prove it you know against jacksonville you know as crazy as that is to say you know we have a coach who's won a super bowl and we had a playoff atmosphere this last week. You know, that game was for the playoffs. Whoever won was making it, and whoever didn't was not. I mean, we had three things we needed to happen if we lost, and we didn't get, I think, uh, two of them. If the Steelers yeah, you won, I'm in. sure they did. Which we, we manifested that as well, like every other person who thought they were going over 500. So. <laughs> yeah, he was in uh Tomlin wasn't going to let that record go. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy to look at that. You would have never thought they would have crawled back, but I don't know. I just kind of felt like that was the crazy thing you could bet on this year. So I, uh, I will say quickly that uh, the the Chiefs, seeing the Broncos play that hard against the Chargers made me feel a little bit better about the Chiefs almost losing. So maybe the Broncos are actually, I mean, they kind of ended their year decent for what their year was so maybe they can actually come back out next year and make a actual shot at trying to take the division probably not but it should be at least a better shot than they had this year yeah and you've seen where like coaches can completely ruin players and ruin teams and i mean i've seen that obviously at this point everyone else in jacksonville seen that because they watched last year but 
you know, you kind of wonder if that impacts Russell Wilson at all and if he can kind of get back on track this next year. I don't think he's who he was, but I do think that he can be a good quarterback in the NFL and someone they can rely on. But, I mean, they're stuck with him, you know, for a few years unless they want to trade a ton of players away and completely rebuild. That's the only way they're able to do it. So I think if they get a solid head coach, you know, they got to give it a shot next year and just try to figure it out with them. But part of this, too, was also just the Chargers not having a good record on the road against Denver. I did read something about that before the game, and, I mean, it came to fruition. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the the AFC West. Well, aside, aside from the Chargers, the AFC West has had really good home stadiums. And the Raiders recently moved, but it looks like they kept a lot of their uh, uh, intense fan base. Although it was pretty red this last uh, Saturday. Yeah. But Mile High and uh, Mile High, the Raiders and uh, Arrowhead have all three had really good home stadiums to play in. So the Chargers have have been the odd man out when they you know abandon their franchise or uh, city. Yeah. And I've uh, got a stat for you here. I just looked up. So they've uh, they won in 2011 in Denver, and they've won two times in Denver since then. Oh, so wow. in 10 years, they won <laughs> in 2013, and then they won in, let's see, it was 2018. So since 2013, you've got uh, nine seasons being played. So yeah. one out of the last nine times. I mean, that is against, like, the bad Broncos, too. That's not even, that's just, a, what, a couple years of the Peyton Manning Broncos. That's been yeah. garbage Broncos that they're losing to with good teams. So, it's kind of yeah, like, that is embarrassing. It, yeah, very similar to us going out to Indy. Because I think we actually won the same year that the Chargers did in Denver. Maybe a year before them. So... You know, they just struggle out there, and who who knew? Wow, they lost again. It makes sense. Um, speaking on the, the Chiefs and Raiders game, um, Chiefs secure the first-round bye officially, and the Eagles also secured a first-round bye, although it looked like it was getting scary for a moment if it wasn't for, you know, the Cowboys collapsing <laughs> and uh, the Giants coming a little short at the end, but... Both teams will get a rest, and uh, I guess there's some questions, probably a lot more around the Eagles at this point, but I'm sure both those teams are going to enjoy having a week off and being able to just regroup and all the craziness. Yeah, they both have benefits from that bye week in different ways. The Eagles desperately need that week to heal. They have a lot of injuries, and I mean, Hertz still looked messed up this last game. He wasn't playing like himself, so he probably needs that week to uh, rest up too. And the Chiefs need it for Andy Reid to game plan. The Chiefs are actually, I'd probably say, the healthiest team in the NFL. Frank Clark pulled his groin this last game, but other than that, almost the entire team is is playing and will be playing. Yeah, it's kind of incredible. I no star players, not really. Okay. <laughs> it, it, it is, I mean, they yeah they got Hardman back and Kadarius Tony's looking healthy now. The the Chiefs just look 
incredibly healthy. So the bye week won't even necessarily be for resting. It'll be for Andy Reid thinking of some crazy plays for whichever team he plays. Gosh, yeah, your guys' season has literally just been like a freaking. I don't want to. I don't want to call the cupcake walk, but like other than the losses to the to the Bills and Bengals, like you guys have pretty much had a perfect season in every facet you could have it in. I mean, they, uh, the season turned out to be pretty easy going for the Chiefs, especially when it looked so scary at the start. Yeah, I mean Jacksonville. I think they've been ranked like third as far as injuries most of the season, and. We lost Cam Robinson, Dewan Smoot, and Shaquille Griffin, which really two of those players were impact players because Shaquille was unfortunately just having a really terrible year to start. Um, but yeah, you guys should be sitting really well for the playoffs. I wonder if uh, Andy Reid prepares for a slew of opponents or what he does exactly, because I guess there's four teams he could face. So I don't know how you treat that. If you take a day for each one to get a head start or, you know, you just try to guess on, oh, we're playing Jacksonville or, oh, we're playing Los Angeles or Miami. I would say he's probably just working on getting Hardman and Kadarius Tony and all these players who are kind of out of it for a bit worked back in, which is some kind of basic plays. Probably think of some trick plays, some more trick plays. He's got plenty to go, but, uh, and then I'm guessing after next week is when they really start to prepare for select opponents. Yeah, and he's just so good at scheming people open. I mean, he can get players involved in the game plan so easily. And I guess that's something that I see with Andy Reid more than really any other coach in the NFL. Um, maybe I'm forgetting someone when I say that, but yeah, he's just if if you got a player coming there or uh, someone who just needs to get the ball more, like he's really good at that. I mean, I sure as heck don't see that in Buffalo because they don't get Stefan Diggs involved in the game plan more than half the time. Yeah, it is It is a big feature of uh, Andy Reid. I mean, you've seen it, we've seen it multiple times. I think we've talked about it before even with Hardman in the championship game. But uh, yeah. they just get, he gets players involved. And it, it's crazy to see Kadarius Tony stepping up. And it'll be nice to see what he's got ready for McCole Hardman. And there was one more injury. I went back and looked. Uh, Sky Moore was out this last game. Uh, so we'll have to see if he's ready right to now. go. No, because he's, he's, of course, a future prospect. So if if McCole Hardman's ready to go and seeing how Kadarius Tony's playing, Sky Moore won't be a huge issue. But yeah, everyone else is. There's, there's some injuries, but everyone should play. <laughs> Barring uh, Frank Clark injury being worse than it looked. Yeah, someone celebrating at practice and tearing their ACL or something dumb. <laughs> you know, they do they do the spinning carousel and one of the guys trips and someone steps on his foot and kills him. Yeah, that would have been the that would have been the worst outcome. That would be really bad. Lose to the well, the Raiders like start mount to come back after that. Speaking of division rivals and just laughing at them and all that, which. Uh, I don't want to laugh at Texans fans because we've literally been below them for years and I feel terrible for them, but I just got to ask, did you watch any part of the end of that game? I've, I've seen the, uh, the ending. Yes. I've seen most of the ending. Okay. It, <laughs> it was disgusting. I mean, I, I felt genuinely terrible terrible for them because that's 
they literally just watched their entire future potentially get lit on fire by what was supposed to be, in most circumstances, a miraculous win over a division rival. I mean, they converted like a fourth and thirteen on the last drive. It's it was like a thirty yard pass to Brandon Cooks, yep, and then I mean. threw a hail mary on fourth and twenty into the end zone. Should have been picked. Could have easily been batted. But the guy tries to jump up in the air for it, and it goes straight between his hands. I and uh, and, and oh, a two point conversion by the way. And then they, yeah, they convert to a two point conversion. I probably have a different opinion than most people have on this, but I kind of liked that. I, I mean, no. they're still going to be able to... I, I can't argue a team losing on purpose. I can't do it. And I was actually kind of upset that they fired their coach after that because it blatantly seemed like that's why he got fired because he had them win. They're firing but, people every year. <laughs> I mean, that's a fair point, too. <laughs> Any coach that ever tries to win there has gotten fired recently. But uh, I I can't argue for a team losing, and maybe it's because my team hasn't had the first overall pick since 2012. But I, I mean, I kind of thought that they showed that they're ready to really try next year, and that they're not going to just lose games because they're told to. Yeah, but and, but and I've realized how important that first overall loss is. But I think the Bears might actually end up keeping that first-round pick, and they're not going to get a quarterback. There That's is, just my feeling right now. I just... They could end up keeping it if they ask for too much, but, I mean, they need so many things on their roster. They destroyed that roster. They need players. Like, they have the perfect prime opportunity to just trade that away for a King's Ransom and speed up their rebuild. Getting, like, a Will Anderson or a Jalen Carter would be amazing, but honestly, it's not good enough, you know? And teams are freaking out for quarterbacks. They're sending away all these draft picks to get one, and you got Bryce Young at the top of the board. I mean, Houston was right there, and the way I see it, you either say, I'm going to compete, and I'm going to trade up for the quarterback I want, or I'm going to tank the whole year. And Houston tried playing both games. And that's why I think it's terrible what they did. Because you spent the whole year tanking to the point where you even lost the win streak against Jacksonville. You know, and I, I think we earned that win very fairly. It was 31-3. to But, you know, that's <clears throat> that's a part of it. And, I mean, it just seemed like they were going to finish it. And you see them go nuts and convert Hail Marys to throw away a draft pick. And now, what happens if the Colts, say if the Colts gave that game up, they just trade up to number one with the Bears and steal Bryce Young? I think if the Texans really want Bryce Young, that they can also still just trade up. The Bears could (laughs) almost move down one by one by one until, uh, until they have like 20 picks in the draft or something. They can move down from two again if they did that. I don't think they're trading twice, uh, honestly. But uh, they, yeah, I I just can't agree with what Houston did because 
you got to do one or the other and you can't do both because you do both you're going to destroy your culture you know and i think the way houston played this year their culture was fine but now there's questions about you know whether or not they have like a a bright future because they, i mean they you could get cj stroud at too you could get will levis like you could get another guy but there's questions with those prospects is will levis carson wentz is cj stroud gonna be able to step up in the big moments like i don't want to have these huge questions with franchise quarterbacks when my roster still needs a ton of talent my biggest complaint around that still is them firing their coach i really yeah. thought he actually did pretty well for what he was given and i think another team is going to be lucky to get him as a head coach or as a coordinator he, that could be a steal for another team at this point in his career he probably needs to be a coordinator he's been a coach for a long time and i don't think he's gone like super deep in the playoffs or anything like that he's just a solid head coach you know you i just think you try to like nail the head coach spot there's certain spots where you want to be great um so i don't know if he gets hired as head coach somewhere i can see him as a coordinator on a team hey i know a team that uh isn't getting shot Payton. <laughs> yeah yeah probably not them. probably not the texans i don't yeah. i don't think if i was a retired coach who could go to any team i wanted barring like maybe five or six that uh that i would go to the texans well he's interviewing with the broncos so I'm hoping that goes awful. <laughs> yeah, well, you're going to have some players mysteriously disappearing if uh, he goes to the Broncos. Oh, man, this guy just got hurt in such a weird way on the field. How did that happen? <laughs> this guy's bank account mysteriously went up at the same time. <laughs> you know? You're, you're never facts. ending uh, rivalry with, the, with Bounty Gate. It's still hilarious. Well, fun fact, too. One of the big guys involved in Bounty Gate was the same guy who said that the Titans cheated in the 1999 championship that was on the Titans staff. I don't know if you <laughs> knew that. Um, I'd have to go get his name, but uh, yeah, that's that's a legit thing. Same coach involved in that and involved in Bounty Gate and like played a huge part in Bounty Gate. I know. Sean Payton said he never knew that was happening. So yeah, but they made a movie about it. <laughs> that's cool well we'll go ahead um we'll move on from this last week we'll kind of talk about both these teams here so we'll start with uh all things duval and i've really got uh two questions around this segment the first one is about trevor lawrence because you know we we talked about him really breaking out and playing like the best quarterback the last you know half the year but in reality, when you look at it, week 16 through week 18, it's not like, it's not amazing what he's done. It's not terrible either, but, uh, you know, you could ask for a lot more. I think there's like, what, two touchdowns over that, you know, one passing touchdown over that span, a rushing one. Um, two touchdowns, one pick. Yep. Yeah. Like it's not great, but you know, we really got to like sit here and ask ourselves if we're worried about this or we feel good because, you know, he could at the same time, you know, maybe he needed to get that out of his system. Maybe the playoff jitters were a thing on Saturday night. I think they were. And I, I 100% he's, agree too. you know, ready for the playoffs. Yeah. You have to, uh, 
And I think you guys, it wasn't Lawrence playing bad the weeks before, I don't think. I think it was just the gameplay. You guys, that's the way those games turned out, and you still won. You got you got what you needed to do done. and I, But this last game against the Titans just seemed like playoff jitters right before the playoffs. He looked like he got nervous, and I've seen Mahomes do that too. And it's just, even really great quarterbacks, especially when they're young, just freak out sometimes. And he looked he looked uh, shaken the whole game, but I mean your defense came in clutch. You had still had some clutch plays by him at points to win you that game, and I think that he should be good for the playoffs. That should maybe he's got it out of his system now. Yeah, he kept us in it early on, but yeah, the end of the game that was all the defense. He he didn't really do a whole lot the third quarter. I think he got the field goal on the first drive, which should have been a touchdown. And then he was just at that point, like missing a ton of big passes. I'm, I'm not overly concerned about it, but I will say that, you know, if, or when Jacksonville gets eliminated and I'm, I'll say if for now, because we really don't know how the postseason will go. Um, it will probably end up being a, a Lawrence mistake realistically, um, or he's going to get us behind early in a game and we won't be able to catch up, but I think uh, I think this week will be good. I think he'll play really well against the Chargers again, but I could see him like going into Arrowhead and you know making a a big mistake. You know, we we saw that against Dallas, where it seems like oh he's gonna charge back into the game, and then he goes takes off for a fumble and or, sorry takes off for a run and fumbles. So that that's kind of think- how I see it. And, and I think that you guys, fan, Jaguars fans and the coaching staff and the players in that team have to be ready to not blame him for those losses. He he is This is basically still his, his rookie season. And it's like Mahomes had some mistakes his first year starting. The team should not blame him for that. They need to make sure that he knows that he's still learning. He's still getting used to the NFL. And that there'll be an even better team next year. Yeah, and they will be a much better team next year as long as they make good decisions navigating the cap and they Ridley they doesn't should. gamble. Yeah, I don't think that's gonna happen <laughs> again. He's got a second man now. He heard He'll that he's like bet. <laughs> 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 yeah, I I feel I feel alright though about it. We'll we'll see. But you've got a lot of other players that this team is relying on right now too. You gotta keep that in mind. This is not just Trevor Lawrence leading the Jaguars in the playoffs. He's a huge part of it, and we needed him to play great. But we also needed other guys to play great. We aren't making the playoffs without Rayshon Jenkins or Josh Allen either. I mean, yeah, Josh Allen wasn't great in the middle of the season. Rayshon Jenkins was one of the worst coverage safeties early in the year, but both players are playing great now. And I mean, you saw it on the big play Saturday night where Rayshon forced a fumble. Of course, every NFL fan instantly claimed it was the most rigged moment in NFL <laughs> history because that's what they do. They hate Jacksonville. And, uh, you know, Josh Allen was there to return it. And even the next drive, Josh Allen nearly sealed the game. You know, something lost in that. He had a strip sack, and it just got recovered by Tennessee. He could have won the game there. He could have not only got the touchdown to win it, but sealed the game with that. So, I mean, we've got other players this team relies on a lot, and – I think the 
the the problem we'll run into is we have so many guys on this team like right before their prime like they're still getting better and it might be something where like this year we're gonna make a little bit of a run but then next year that's when guys are you know playing their best football in their career and that's when we become you know one of the top four it's not just the big three we talk about yeah and i mean your team pretty much i mean Rushon jenkins has had a great end of the season he's had some huge moments and it just feels like everyone kind of came together right at the right moment to to i mean if if one player or one part of your team doesn't do as good the rest of your team usually comes up and, and steps up for him yeah it's some team mentality here it's not about one guy oh my gosh my favorite quote of the year was uh i think it was from the cowboys game and it was the uh it was like a defensive line coach and he was talking to like all these players on the sideline he was saying uh uh how do you say i'll have to skip on one word because he used an expletive and i'm gonna keep it friendly on here he said we win as the jaguars we lose as the effing jaguars and we come back as the effing jaguars is like yeah that epitomizes this team right now because it's all they've done all year it's not about one guy it's it's the whole team you know and there's been a lot of comebacks too late in the year all right, well, now that we've talked about that, um, let's hit the air topic I've got for this week. So, Jaguars' victory in Week 18, biggest game in franchise history in the regular season. I think that's fair to say. And excuse my voice, um, it's like 6.30 where I'm at, and I'm not used to being up this early. Um, huge curse that Jacksonville's had against Tennessee, and I would argue probably the only curse this franchise has. I don't think there's a curse in the playoffs. They've been a very good playoff team over the course of the franchise. And really, when you look at their appearances so far, you know, you've got 1996 where they were huge underdogs. It made sense for them to lose in the conference championship. 1999 was the Tennessee curse when they lost to them. And 2017 was just the NFL getting involved because, quite frankly, Miles Jack wasn't down. And we got our redemption on Saturday night to an extent. So that was nice. Um, Although now they claim you're the side that got helped by the refs. Yeah, I'm sure they'll put out a, like a public statement, like saying, "Yes, we did it wrong. Hate the Jaguars." <laughs> you know, that's that's how the NFL we're officially would letting the Titans go to the playoffs instead. Yeah, we're moving the game to Nashville. Just oh, <laughs> can't go on the road tomorrow. Um, how do you, so? From your perspective of watching that game, you know, just to get an outside perspective on it. Do you think that what they did on Saturday night was enough to break the curse they've had against the Titans? I do, and I think that it's almost because of the way that they did win. Yeah. Having that late comeback and great performances, the last second to stop them, I think is kind of debilit- or debilitating for the uh, Titans. So I think that the, that the curse is broken, but the thing is now that both teams are going to be on evil on uh, even footing from now on. So division games are always tough, even with uh, when teams are bad in the division, they're always tough. So I think now the the Titans and Jaguars should be splitting, or barring a the Titans could you know sell off everything this year and kind of have a down year, but the Titans are still going to play Jacksonville hard. 
they're not gonna go uh quietly into the night but uh I, I do think the curse is broken i think the stigma around them is gone now yeah higher percent agree and i like that you pointed out the way it happened too because that whole game up until the last three minutes 57 minutes of that game was basically the entire like past of this franchise and how those big moments have gone against tennessee and they've never beat them in a moment like that they have not knocked tennessee out of the playoffs never and it was the way they won because yeah, you had some players that seemed like were really shook up. Trevor Lawrence being the the one I mentioned, and Jacksonville got into their heads at the end. I mean, you saw the interception on uh, on Josh Dobbs by Tyson Campbell ran it back almost, got a field goal out of it. Not enough, obviously, and that's the offensive issues. But then Rayshon Jenkins coming around the, the side and strip sacking and Josh Allen scoring the touchdown. And you see the whole crowd get into it, you know, is, is in front of the entire nation. Everyone is watching that game. I mean, it was just almost like a rite of passage into this team just being free of that curse. And for them to hold on at the end. You know, I was just, as painful as so much of that game was, I agree that the way they won made it very clear that Jacksonville's past Tennessee, they're past that curse, and you know they're not a uh, a perfect team. They're not going to go sweep the Titans every year, but I don't think that the Titans own them anymore. I think that's done. Yeah, the, 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 I think the stigma's gone, and it, it was the, the, once you could just tell at the end of that game that it felt like destiny for the Jaguars. It was like, this is the moment. It was their season. It was the exact same way their whole season went was how that game was. The ups, I mean, that was, the lows, uh, it felt very Chiefs-like. Yeah, and we, we literally <laughs> are like a beta version of the Chiefs in the We're South. We're becoming right very now. similar, and I thought that watching that game, was like, oh, this looks like the Chiefs playing down to an opponent. But it was different, though, because there was we more the down. fact we were that, just... you, yeah, it was Lawrence was yeah. shaken up. But it played out the same way, where it looks like, oh, they're going to lose, and then they do just enough at the end to to get by. I mean, in, in that game, getting by is everything. There is no future game against the Titans. That was it. Yeah, it's going to help this team a lot with confidence and just clarity, having the Titans in the rearview mirror after this week. So, Thrilled about that. I'm glad we won that one. That was the most important game of the year to me, perhaps even more than the playoff games upcoming. Not that I don't care about Super Bowl. That would be way more important if we made it, but um, the Tennessee game was not just for this year, but for the entire future of this organization. So now that we've talked about the new Kings of the South, let's go ahead and we'll talk about the first seed Chiefs and the uh, reigning uh, for quite a few years, Kings of the West. So yeah, with, what are some talking points you've got about the Chiefs after the win over the Raiders? Yeah, I mean, they uh, they secure the pathway home with uh, with an asterisk this year, uh, barring playing the uh, the uh, Bills or the Bill or the Bengals or whatever. It just but the Bills. Just the Bills. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So, I guess the questions in our uh, are the Chiefs prepared for the playoffs? Are they have they kind of 
are they are they done playing down their opponents and are they ready to go? I think they're ready. Um I think there's some opponents they could play down to. I think um the notable one on that list would be Baltimore. If Baltimore somehow made it, which I don't think they are. And then Miami, I don't I don't know. I don't think they would against Miami. Jacksonville could be the other. I, I don't think that either, but just because Kansas City handled them pretty well and I mean part of that was just a lot of things going their way in that game and the timing of the game. But uh you know, Kansas City clearly looked like the better team on the field that day. But I think Kansas City's ready. I think they're gonna show up. I think the only thing that worries me is that they lost to the Bills and Bengals this year. And yeah, they were close games, but yeah, it should worry you a little bit because you're probably going to have to play one of those teams in the playoffs. Thankfully, only one, because you won't have to face either this in the divisional round. It's not possible by the way the seeding works. But yeah, they're going to have to find a way to beat them. And I mean, I I also think that they're prepared for the playoffs. I could I could tell from those. I was getting. I'll, I'll admit I was slightly nervous that maybe they just had some actual issues. But seeing them go out against the Raiders is like, okay, they were clearly just barely trying all of those weeks before, and they're they're still fine. They don't have any huge issues unless they do play down their opponent. But I'd, I'm I'd say them way more just because of the fact that the Bills you could tell you could tell by looking at how they performed after they beat the Chiefs that they were preparing for that game the entire year. They they knew that they had to get revenge on the Chiefs, and they did. They successfully did it. Yeah, they, but they barely did it then, and that was with the Chiefs team that didn't have Willie Gay, didn't have Frank Clark. It was hurt. The Bengals, on the other hand, didn't have a reason to get revenge on the Chiefs. They just beat them. That that's why the Bengals worry me, and the Bengals are another team that's still mostly healthy. Now they did lose a, an offensive lineman. Do they have so Hendrickson that could be back? Huge. Uh, I am not sure. Okay, I'll look into but that. I think they're still mostly healthy. So it should be a, roughly the same team playing the Chiefs. So that game worries me. So I'd almost want to have a rematch against the Bills if it had to happen that way in the championship game. But I would love if the Dolphins upset them or if in another weird scenario, the the, the Jaguars beat them. Yeah. It's that's possible. Um, and Trey Hendrickson is back from what I saw. He did play the last three weeks, so that's huge for Cincinnati. Um, I think for the Bills, they're both the team that has the worst mentality of the division champions in the AFC and the one that could fail the hardest, but at the same time. It just feels like they're going to have a storybook ending to this year. Because as awful as it is to say, the NFL has been known for taking teams that have had tragedies happen to them or terrible things and doing something with it and trying to make those teams advance and win. We saw it with Hurricane Katrina in 2009. That was by far, in a way, the, the most egregious one because what... What New Orleans did 
to win the Super Bowl was terrible going back to Poundygate once again because you you should never be allowed to pay players to hurt each other. You know, I'm not saying the NFL will do that this year. That's not going to happen. But um, it just feels like the Bills could have some very convenient things go their way to bail them out if they need it. Knowing that the NFL likes to get involved in the outcomes of games, um, they they've done it multiple times in championship games. So, would we be shocked? And I mean, yeah, you've mentioned it happened against the Jaguars. Frankly, the the Chiefs D Ford shouldn't have been off sides, but there was a drive that would have been stopped by Chris Jones if they didn't call roughing the passer. And it's just, you can see, I mean, the, the Rams and the Saints is another one, which I guess was kind of payback against the Saints. But they they love to affect games right at the end because they can, they can choose the best matchups they want. And I just hope it's not like that because the Bills yeah. could win it all on their own. They can, it's not like they're super injured either. They're good enough. They can go and win. They're a really good team. And I just hope the NFL, for for Bills fans' sake, doesn't go and sour that. Chiefs fans still get crap for uh, for uh, Bosa being held on the 49ers Chiefs Super Bowl run, and it just it, it feels like people just go to that. So I hope if the Bills do win it, that it's not because the NFL interfered. Yeah, yeah, I think they can win it without that, but uh, I think for the Bills. There's a good chance that that happens, but they are a team that has just not looked amazing throughout a lot of this season. And now if you look at it, and this was something interesting I saw, it's kind of similar to what I was looking at with uh, Jared Goff, because I didn't think he was doing that great this year. They're playing way better. I mean, Josh Allen, since the beginning of December, he has 12 touchdowns and three interceptions. So it's it's a lot better. It's not a, it's not perfect, you know, but he's playing at a better level. He's still got the fumbling issue, but um yeah, I look at that and you know, I could see them blowing it in the playoffs, but I just gosh, I feel like it's just going to happen because of you know, the Bills being the favorite before this year, what happened recently, and how the NFL's treated those situations. I mean, yeah, it does. It feels like if the NFL wanted a team that they could choose to win, it would be the Bills. I mean, the whole offseason, it was the Bills had surpassed the Chiefs without actually playing them yet. They had just lost to the Chiefs. It was their last game. And about one or two weeks into the offseason, it felt like they'd already passed the Chiefs. The NFL so just... loves doing that. They uh, they even did it, you won't like this example, but right after the Bucks beat the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, 31-9, yeah, yeah, every single power rankings, and I mean every single one of them, like 100% yeah, the of them, instantly, the day after, had the Chiefs by themselves at the top. And they didn't even just put them at the top, but they said like, it's not even close. Like Maybe. they are miles away from the pack. And I was like, "Are you kidding me? Like you can't just crown them before they, you know, take it." Maybe looking at that, you could then say that. Uh, I mean, the Chiefs lost that next year, so <laughs> maybe the Bills will lose 
Yeah. Definitely not just hoping for that so that the Chiefs don't have to play them. Uh, me, I'm hoping for it too, honestly. I need a Dolphins upset so we just play Cincinnati and get a national championship rematch. Cincinnati's looked off. You guys could actually. They looked a little rough this last <clears> game <throat> against a Ravens team that didn't have Lamar. They still won, but they didn't play great. So I think that they could get caught by a team in the playoffs and lose. Yeah, I can see that. So, um, you got one more point on this. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, and <laughs> I, I know it's what what yeah. my reaction to this, but uh, were the Chiefs wrote off this season? Yeah. yeah I'll just <laughs> I'll just let you rant for a minute, and we'll move on. So, I have I, the floor. I, I mean, as we mentioned before, it was the Bills were better than Chiefs. I was right away before any trades happened, any acquisitions. Right after the, the Bengals beat the Chiefs and the Rams won the Super Bowl, it was the Bills have passed the Chiefs. And then they lost Tyreek Hill. And just from Tyreek Hill alone, it went to, oh, the Chiefs are, the, you know, like their second best. And the, the poor Bengals, I like to mention that for a second, they weren't even like on the list. They still aren't on the <laughs> they list. Below the, they still aren't on the list. And they were below the Bills and the Chiefs after that, even though they beat the Chiefs. And I think they probably would have beat the Bills. But. It was instantly after losing Terry Killers. Oh, the Chiefs aren't even going to win the division. And then the other teams made their moves. They got Devontae Adams. The Chargers went up and got a lot of uh, free agency players. And the the Broncos got Wilson. And then it was, oh, the Chiefs are clearly the bottom of the division. They're toast. And like people who get paid millions of dollars to analyze football and talk about it on TV were going around saying that the Chiefs are done. They're going to have a losing record. They won't make the playoffs. They also predicted the Colts to win washed. the AFC South again. <laughs> Colts are going to win the AFC South. Chargers are going to the Super Bowl. And it was just, it was incredible because everyone in Kansas City, there are people who are worried in Kansas City, but no one thought that, that the Chiefs weren't going to go to the playoffs. It was just, it, it felt like the NFL and all the analysts were trying to manifest the Chiefs into losing. They were just hoping that the Chiefs would be done. And it, it was naive to assume that because the Chiefs have Andy Reid. They have Patrick Mahomes. They have Travis Kelsey. Anyone who thought that Andy Reid wouldn't be able to build up a new team is, is quite frankly, dumb. He, he has done it multiple times in the past. He has lost plenty of star players and then been just fine after. And it's just, I'm so glad to be the first seed. Have I said that yet? <laughs> you haven't, but I knew it. It must it be is, a nice feeling. It is very good to see everyone proven wrong. And it's not because I wanted to feel good. It was that I was mad that this coach who I've loved since I was eight and this team that I've loved since I was nine or ten. It was just great to see them proven right that they were fine and that they would beat the division rivals and they would take the division around Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, it was literally it was... Thanksgiving, and it was like one game away from being sealed. It was I couldn't even believe it. It, it. it was it is nice, and I'm very look. I'm looking forward to this next season because this is with the Chiefs resetting their entire wide receiver core and a huge chunk of their defense. I mean, their entire secondary, aside from two players, is reset, and they go out and they get the first seed with an asterisk. The Bills could have had it if they would have come back and beat the Bengals if that game finished. 
So it's with an asterisk. But it was still second seed no matter what. With a team that had a complete reset and huge chunks of it. So next year, with a whole offseason of of signing new players and, I mean, perfecting the team even more, thinking of new plays, teammates bonding further, the, the Chiefs should be, even if they lose in the championship to the Bills or the Bengals, I would actually argue the Chiefs being the favorites by the time the season starts again. Yeah, the only difference is just that the schedule should be a lot harder next year from you know what we saw the other day. That's the only thing I would argue. But I, th- I think I, the Chiefs need more guys, of a challenge. Yeah, you guys, <laughs> it would probably mold you into an even better contender because like this year, there's even questions around that because I mean, what was your last like super competitive hard opponent? The Bengals, forty nine, yeah, then the you Bengals. Get, and then you get a bye week now, so it's like you're going to go into <laughs> the playoffs without having played against a really good opponent for quite and a not, while. I, I, I guess you could put Seahawks on that list if you want, but the game wasn't even competitive. They didn't look good, you know, yeah, and they not, kind of squeaked into the playoffs. Not playing, not not having a chance to play down to opponents next year might be huge for the Chiefs. That might really help them. Yeah, the record might be worse, but I mean, they, they, they could might be a better, be a better team, team in the playoffs because this playoffs. year it's like, are they fourteen three team? You know, it's a question there, and they are. You know, with the, when you look at the schedule for sure, but I mean, we still have to wait. We'll see uh, another two weeks to see if if they really are ready or not. Yeah, and they'll probably blow out their opponent, knowing how things work here. But I, I will say, I am enjoying. Everyone's shutting up a little bit here about, I hate the Jaguars. They suck. They're the worst team ever, you know. And now they're actually exactly what we said they were going to be for years and got laughed at for. So and now they're still mad that you guys are successful. Yeah, now, now it's they cheated. And now they're mad that the Chiefs <laughs> have the first seed because a player in Buffalo got severely injured. It's yeah. like like as it's if the Chiefs got to choose that. Yeah, Chiefs didn't have a hitman, you know. It's... I really liked the how they decided to do that. It was the best that they could do with what the NFL is left with. I, I thought that outcome was the best. I mean, of course, the Chiefs get the first seed. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, it could hurt them. Chiefs really need home field advantage. Mahomes hasn't played on the road in the playoffs. Yeah. So he, he they need home field Wait, advantage. Has he so never played on the road? He's played in neutral sites. He's never been the away team, is what I'd say then. What was the neutral site? Although I guess technically the Bucks played at home. Oh, neutral you're talking about Super, like Bowl. Super Bowls. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. What the heck? Yeah, he's never had to play. That's stupid. And I mean, technically, he won't have to this year either because he's going to have another neutral site if they play the Bills again. I found my new <laughs> knock against Patrick Mahomes just now. Yeah, imagine yeah, next year sp- when he comes into Jacksonville for the yeah, conference he's gonna, championship. He's just awful. Things are going to be a little it. different then. You He'll know, be done. The Chiefs Kingdom can't buy a single ticket in the stands. going to block them out. Yeah, literally. Well, they did that to the Titans last week, and they're going to do it to the Chargers this week, which I don't know if they have fans going there. We'll see. Sorry, sorry, I shouldn't say that. We get made fun of for having no fans, so it's the passive I mean, aggressiveness coming out. They won't. Stupid. I'm gonna I'm gonna be aggressive to them because I don't like the Chargers. But uh, okay, I, I went to a Chargers game a year ago. There's no one that shows up, this and I feel actually, one. 
I feel bad. Yeah. <laughs> I went there and the Chargers won. That was the early season game last year. And the Chargers beat us. And there was like, I saw three fans the entire time. Gosh, that's <laughs> awful. Well, we'll go ahead. Um, it's especially because I literally go to work in an hour because uh, we're recording this early in the morning. We'll go ahead and we're going to move forward. Um, talk about this week to come. We've only got one game to talk about because you guys, uh, for some reason, just aren't playing this week. So it's yeah. kind of weird. But uh, we're going to host those Chargers on uh, Saturday night. Going to start our drive tomorrow morning. So excited for that. Um, I feel pretty good about this game. I mean, you should feel pretty good. I think, I mean, the Chargers, the only thing that worries me is that the Chargers have shown way more life recently. Now, they got yeah. beat up in this last game for no reason. And that was kind of, I guess you could say it might have had a, an impact on them. Maybe their players would be a little bit shaken up coming into this game. But overall, they have been healthier and playing better recently. So that that could be dangerous. But you guys soundly defeat them last time. So, I mean, I still... I think that you guys should win, but it, it, it could go either way. I would say yeah. I'm 65% sure you guys win, but the Chargers are coming into play. Herbert wants to win this. He needs to, the same way that Lamar had to prove to himself that whenever everyone is doubting that he could even win the playoffs. I think Herbert needs to come out and win now. People are ranking quarterbacks that have no right to be above him in rankings above him. So he is going to be playing hard. Who's above him? They're put. I mean, there's people writing him off. I mean, you saw Tua. They said that Tua that there. I mean, there's mainly just Hmm. one guy, but they said that Tua was better and that Herbert was even the best of his class. That one was really dumb. Yeah, and I I didn't think that, but like, I got kind of high on Tua for a little bit. But um, I do think that Herbert needs to come out and prove that he can win those moments. So he will be trying. Yeah. The Chargers as a whole are still cursed and they're still destined to choke. So <laughs> I don't know about the team in general, but Herbert will be trying. Yeah. And the good thing for us is that our, our secondary is a lot better now. And we actually have a pass rush again. You know, even with Smoot being out, Arden Key is a guy who's not, he's getting more love now, but he's still not getting enough. He's stepped up huge for Jacksonville in the last few weeks, forced big pressures that have led to turnovers. Um, you know, I think we're going to have that factor in the game. Uh, the only thing I worry about is if the Chargers try to put, like, Keenan Allen in the slot on Trey Herndon, you know, or something like that. That could be a nightmare, but I think we'll have a plan for that, and if we do, then we should be fine. You know, the offense... Suits up pretty well against Los Angeles, too, because uh, ETN, you know, when he gets going, he gets going. The Chargers run defense is one of the worst in the league, so we'll be able to rely on that. Lawrence will be able to get comfortable. That'll open things up in the secondary, and, you know, they also haven't been great in the secondary recently. So, you know, this could be a uh, a good game for Jacksonville, and I think with the home crowd and the environment that's going to be going on at TIAA Bank, this game's going to be great. And I I think that Jacksonville will get a playoff win. I think they'll get it this week. And after that, 
Oh my gosh, who knows? I, I have no clue who we're even going to play. I, I feel like it's the Chiefs, I guess. And I hope it's, it's not. Most likely the Chiefs. Yeah, we need an upset otherwise. Um, we're both we're both hoping for some upsets in those games. Yeah, I, I just I want the Dolphins to win so bad. Just knock them out. You know, Baltimore can win if they want. That would be nice too because that would make our game easier. But yeah, I think we'll get this done. I think we'll win. I think it will be close though. And this game could go either way. But I have confidence as a fan. They're- I see three scenarios. It's Jaguars just beat the Chargers soundly. Not a blowout, but it's it's safe for most of the game. And then the other two scenarios are either the Jaguars or the Chargers just sneak by. I don't think the Chargers can blow you guys out, knock on wood, barring some huge, I mean, fumbles and special teams plays. I mean, they don't, your teams aren't crazy different from the last time you played. And if anything, the the Chargers are playing better, but the Jaguars look way better than the last time you guys played. Yeah. So, and I would say that Jaguars win, and it should be not convincing, but it'll be a solid win where Lawrence just has a good game and your guys' defense just overpowers the Chargers' offense. Yeah, unfortunately, I'm probably going to have to watch for the first time in my life someone else score at... TIA Bank than uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars because the one game I've gone to there was earlier this year against the Colts, so that'll yeah, be a little pretty lucky in that scenario. Yeah, I was lucky in Jacksonville for sure. I hope that continues. Um, so we got five other games this next week. We'll move on to those. The first one we'll go through AFC and then we'll hit up the NFC. So Bills and Dolphins. Yeah, I mean. We've mentioned how we're both obviously polling for the underdogs in these games, but but no, yeah, they it's going to if two is back and Tyree kills healthy, they have the best shot out of I mean, out of those two games, out of Bengals versus Ravens and Bills versus Dolphins, they have the best shot of upsetting their tougher opponent. They've given them fits, but yeah, I mean, I mean, they beat them and made them cry earlier in the season. Which did not bring me any joy at all. I did not like seeing the Bills lose. It was rough for me. But the the Dolphins, yeah, I think they kind of have a good scheme against the Bills. They about beat them up in the freezing cold. And that was with throw balls pelting their players. It's probably why Tyree Kill's still hurt. Yeah, that's probably why I took him out. It's dang fans up in Buffalo. They're <laughs> evil. Came down to Jacksonville a few years ago and breaking tables and... And he even came down again recently. That one wasn't as good. Yeah, that one thing. Well, neither of them went good for the Bills, actually. But, uh, yeah, I, I got to say the Bills on this. I don't think I their to... run ends in the early season. Yeah, I would say Bills, but... I mean, the Dolphins can do it, but Bills are the most likely, obviously. Yeah, they're the favorites. It's possible they lose. Um. Bengals and Ravens, and once again, the question really is, uh, is the quarterback playing? I am going to go crazy here, but seeing how they played against the worst Ravens team just a second ago, if Lamar, this is with Lamar playing, if Lamar plays and he's ready to go, I'm going Ravens. I think, I think they're going to win it. Okay. I, I could see that. 
I can't pick it. I respect that. Um, I just, man, I don't trust Lamar as much as like the guy you want. As crazy as that might sound to say, like he he can be a franchise quarterback, but he's not like my choice of the litter on it. You know, like, just because you've got the injury issues now, you've got him as a person now. That my opinion really changed on that after he lost in Jacksonville um, with his tirade because he was the guy I wanted in the draft when he came out. I was begging for the Jaguars to get him, and now I'm I'm really happy we don't have him. But I could see him coming back and just kind of disappointing, and now the Ravens got to sit here all offseason and think, are we going to commit to this or are we going to rebuild? Because we're kind of stuck where we are. Can we go win the AFC with what we've got? You know, there's questions around that. And part of that is just not surrounding him with great talent. That's the truth. Like, Rashad Bateman is your best receiver. You get the Marcus Robinson. I guess um, Deshaun Jackson few years after his prime and Mark Andrews sing on the sideline because he's injured. Yeah, that's a, that's an awful supporting cast. Yeah. And then four running backs who were also injured. <laughs> All of them. Yeah. That's a, that's but, a tradition. Yeah. I see Lamar playing for, for his future contract. He knows that he wants to be paid big. So I think he's going to be putting life and limb on the, on the line here in this game and really rushing around and my crazy prediction would be a hundred yards rushing for Lamar. I can see him breaking out. Yeah. And can the Bengals beat him twice in a row? Especially when they didn't look great this last game. Yeah. The, the, The thing is, is that just looking at how these games played out, it's going to be a shootout. This is not going to be a 18, 20, uh, win for any of these teams. This is going to be a shootout. This might be the highest scoring game, just seeing how it went this last week. Yeah, I could see that. This should be a really good game. Um, it could also suck if Lamar is not in, but I think he'll find his way back in the lineup this week. They have to get him out there. I mean, they can't just keep sitting him unless there's something seriously, seriously wrong with him. So I'm going to still go Bengals on that, but I, I can see the Ravens winning. 49ers and Seahawks, this honestly for me is a very short discussion. Not that I hate Seattle at all, but 49ers dominated them this year, and they're going to host them as the number two seed, and the Seahawks barely got in. I mean, it would by far be the best story if the Seahawks somehow beat the 49ers. But, yeah, they're just the biggest underdogs of of this whole week. And it's sad because I have loved watching their team. They have been in my opinion, outside the Chiefs and Jaguars, the best story in the whole NFL. Geno Smith's like a return was great, but I just I see a a sad season finale for them. Yeah, I don't it's, think it's going to end very well. I, I think the 49ers are just so good. Yeah, they're going to get that Brock Purdy win. They're going to have the opponent to get started in the playoffs with him, and then from there, you know, they should be fine. You know, and we'll see if they make it all the way. Um, Vikings and Giants. That this game's going to be good. I mean, just think about this matchup. Every time I look at it, it's like, no, this will actually this should be an interesting game. I I think the Giants <laughs> are going to win. The Vikings look like they're in like peak 
Kirk Cousins primetime game moment right now. When's where they the just game? lose big games. It's it's not one PM. It's not one PM. Oh no. I know that. I I, I see the Giants. Oh, it's just 3 look 30, like they have, though. It's it's yeah, but his his pick time is one PM. That's when he's his best. Mm. But just looking at the Giants and how they're playing right now, I think they're gonna win. The Vikings have looked off. The Giants have looked like they got some uh pep in their step recently. Yeah, the Giants could definitely win this. And I think the Vikings are either going to blow out or, or get blown out or barely beat their opponent in a miracle. It's just like a, a coin toss every week, which one's going to happen. And I think this week it's going to land on the barely beat their opponent in miraculous fashion. I think the Vikings will do that the first time and then they'll face like san francisco the next week and then they'll just get slaughtered it's that's it's so sad because both of those teams i i really like i mean i actually like daniel jones and i like saquon barkley a lot and i like their what their coach has done this year but at the same time the the poor vikings have been tortured for their entire franchise yeah (laughs) it's sad and this is one of the worst years too because like it should have been so great but now they're like clowns that they were playing for the first seed like four weeks ago. Is. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, makes, it makes no sense. But yeah, I I just I think they're gonna get at least one win, and then uh, probably get knocked out next round when they play San Francisco. Scheduled for a seven twenty game. That game's gonna be uh, <laughs> yeah Sunday night football. They're just gonna be screwed. Oh man, forty five to three. Yeah. All right. Well, we got uh, Buccaneers and Cowboys. I, honestly, I think it'd be funny if we just said Bucks and moved on. Yeah, I mean, it's Bucks. Tom All right. Brady. All right, so <laughs> let's move on to the next section and the final section of the show. Uh, what went right? And uh, I'll, I'll ask you this and I'll give my thoughts on it too. But uh, if the Jaguars defeat the Chargers and advance to the next round of the playoffs, divisional round, what went right? Chargers choke. I wanted, I'd love to focus on a part of the Jaguars team. But just watching the Chargers for my whole life, they're gonna they'd choke. Justin Herbert's tip he'd have tip passes, they'd have a terrible game plan, their coach would make an awful timeout and they'd run out of time. I, I just see the way the Jaguars win is with the Chargers destroying themselves to the point where the Jaguars don't even really have to try. Yeah. If I wanted to be, I might be biased saying that, but it's fair. And you're they're in your division. You get to do that. If I wanted to be really mean and cocky, which I'm not going to be, but I would probably say if Brandon Staley shows up on the team plane, then then that's what went right. He but, doesn't uh, seem clutch. He just I don't trust him as a head coach. He Doug Peterson is like his idol, but he like goes to the extreme of it because he was like, oh, I saw Doug take some chances you know, in 2017 to make the Super Bowl. So I'm going to go for a fourth and three on my side of the field and (laughs) lose the game to the Raiders, not make the playoffs. Like he probably will do some dumb stuff in this game. But I think uh, the, there's a lot of things that'll have to happen, you know, but uh, the biggest one will probably be Travis Etienne just going off. The offense was one dimensional this last week. And that's what killed it a lot of the game. And so if Travis Etienne just has a huge game, then we're going to be able to control the clock. We're going to be able to 
get Justin Herbert and on the sideline wanting to play, and with the environment and everything, we might be able to force him into some mistakes. Yeah, I mean, once again, the Jaguars look like they match up pretty well. The Chargers' offense is not going to be shut out, most likely. But I just don't trust the Chargers in this, in this scenario. They, they they haven't proven it for their entirety of their franchise, and it just doesn't feel like this is the year of proving it either. Yeah. It, one of these teams is going to be very disappointed getting knocked out, and I do think it is going to be the Chargers. I just think Jacksonville has a way better mentality right now, way better coaching. The team is playing a lot better. Um, whereas the Chargers, I mean, you see, like, the players on their team, they should be doing so much better than what they did last week. But I think they'll figure it out this game. I just, I don't think it'll be enough and it'll be really competitive and Jacksonville will ice it. That's, that's my pick. I wouldn't be surprised if they lost, but hey, I'm just glad we beat the Titans. Yep. I, I, I agree. I just think the Chargers are going to choke. Yeah, and that's fair. Division rival, you get that feeling and you keep that. <laughs> Hold They've yet to, to prove me wrong. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> the twenty years of and I of being alive. I've seen it with my own eyes, and uh, yeah, I've come to the light on that. So, with that said, um, we appreciate y'all joining us today for the latest episode of On the Prowl, presented by Cardiac Cats. All hail the new kings of the South and the reigning kings of the West, and let's hope that they can make some noise in the postseason. Have a good day. <laughs>